0: I just thought, hey, somebody should do this because it's really needed. And we'd notice that golf tournaments would get canceled because they didn't have enough players. But if I had known about that golf tournament, I probably would have played in it. I had 15 other buddies that would have done the same thing. And so I saw a huge gap in the market. And a couple years later actually is when I started actually diving into the process. But we knew that there was more of us out there as it turns out there's over 18 million golfers that play eight or more rounds of golf a year so these are the players the national golf foundation calls the core golfer and they're the people that are playing in these golf tournaments they might play in a couple of these a few of these a year charity tournament here and there an outing here and there so there's millions of golfers a million or close to it in golf tournaments and we see that as a huge opportunity in a very disseminated
1: industry I'm Colin Weston, and welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast, where we speak with the influencers and innovators who are boldly shaping the future of golf. So, today my guest is Eric Crawford, who is the CEO and founder of golftourney.com. Eric, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. It is my pleasure, too. So, Eric, to get us started here, so tell us a bit about yourself and, and tell our audience what you do with Golf Tourney.
0: Thanks, Colin. So golftourney.com is the largest publisher of golf events in the world. I started golftourney.com a few years ago, we're a targeted lead engine to pair golfers with golf events and vice versa, as well as golf events with vendors to help them run better golf events. And anyone else that's close to the golf industry, brands and companies that want to target our very targeted specific audience, we do that, we think very elegantly and beautifully. In a social network that people can interact with each other, desktop, mobile, iOS, Android, email. And so we're really growing very fast, and it's really exciting to be a part of this new disruption in the golf
1: industry. Well, that's a great place to start, Eric. I do want to talk about the disruption that you guys are making and are poised to make here. And I will be honest, stepping back here, Eric, when I first saw what you guys were doing with GolfTourney.com, I had to drill down a little bit to say to myself, are these guys really disruptive? Because you know, in the Mod Golf podcast, we really are looking at the future of golf and the innovators and the influencers that are making the future happen here. So I did take a look first to say, are these guys really doing that? And I I know you're going to explain it a bit, but I do believe that you are. So with that, why don't you actually tell us a little bit about your own connection to golf.
0: Yeah, so I'm an avid sports enthusiast. I've played pretty much every sport that you could play growing up. I grew up in the state of Iowa and I played basketball and golf and football when I was younger as well as a number of other sports. And golf, I really sunk my teeth into that. I have three close brothers and we fill out the perfect foursome. And so we played in state golf a couple times, won quite a few tournaments, played in probably hundreds of golf tournaments, and that's kind of where this whole thing started.
1: So, Eric, I spend a lot of time working with entrepreneurs being an entrepreneur myself. And and one of the things that really intrigues me in the startup space, both in golf and where else I work in, is hearing people's aha moment of what was that defining inflection point where you saw a problem, you saw an opportunity or a gap in the market that wasn't clearly identified. So take us back in time a bit here when you first came up with the idea of Golftourney.com. So where did you see that opportunity? Can you tell us a bit about the creation story of Golftourney.com?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So in 2008, I still remember the day I was at the golf course with my three brothers and we were looking for tournaments to play in the next day. And the way that you did this back then was the golf course in the area would send out a list of all of their tournaments for the year on a piece of paper. So this bulletin would go out to each and every golf course in the area. So every golf course would have their own stack of papers from other golf courses. And so we'd look through this listing of, you know, we'd say, all right, so this course doesn't have any tournaments this weekend. All right. So we flipped to the next one. Oh, this has a three woman best shot. Well, that's all well and good, but it's not relevant to a four man best shot. As we were looking through this, I was like, there's gotta be an easier way. There's gotta be a website for this it's something that I actually audibly said and so I went right home and looked online and and I couldn't find a website that had more than a couple hundred tournaments on it the more I researched and looked into it I was just like it's just really disseminated the, the way that you find golf tournaments whether it be through the newspaper or through these stack of papers or God forbid through mouth and, and word of mouth is still awesome but it's not something that you can filter on and you don't have that at your within arm's reach at any time at any place and so that didn't seem super viable what was out there and initially I wasn't the one that was thinking I would be the one to solve that problem I'm an avid entrepreneur started my first online business in high school And so I was tech savvy, but I definitely wasn't thinking that that would be me. I just thought, hey, somebody should do this because it's really needed. And we'd notice that golf tournaments would get canceled because they didn't have enough players. But if I had known about that golf tournament, I probably would have played it. I had 15 other buddies that would have done the same thing. And so I saw a huge gap in the market. And a couple years later, actually, is when I started actually diving into the process.
1: Gotcha. So it sounds like you and your three brothers used yourselves for customer discovery or, or were the, your initial personas for your target audience here back in the day. So if that was 2008 and you actually launched the product, if we're moving forward in time a bit here, if I understand Eric correctly here, it was 2013 that you launched GolfTourney.com, is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. So in 2011 was when we actually launched our first beta product. It was just in the state of Iowa. And it was just a handful of golf tournaments, and we we're just trying out some things. So we started actually researching everything in 2009, and it took two years of research to feel like this was even a viable market to get into. We were still learning a lot. You know, The tech industry is easier, a lot easier now, about 10 years later almost, in yeah. getting into it and can throw up a website, stand it up in a week. Whereas back then, we coded the original golf tournament, had some great initial partners that I've since bought out and repartnered with some new guys that are really advanced in their careers and uh, back then we coded Golf Tourney from scratch, from PHP and JavaScript from a piece of a text document and we coded the first website with a map and we had tournaments on there and we didn't have very much traffic, uh, if, as you'd guessed, it takes a while to be showing up high on Google, but that's where we started this process in 2013. We, we relaunched, to answer your question, in the longest way possible. 2013, we launched nationally with a product that we're, we were really excited about.
1: Right. So it sounds like in 2011, you started with your launch in your own backyard there in the Iowa market. Is, is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. So we were in an incubator at the University of Iowa, and they housed us in an office, and we were doing business competitions every week. And we were uh, getting some great advice from some of the top industry experts, people that worked with Bob Parsons at GoDaddy. I'm really close with the guy that started the Arena Football League, um, and Jim Foster And so we had some great input at the very beginning of Golf Tourney, and it really kind of helped cement some of the ideas and to really make this thing a viable product as we moved forward.
1: So it sounds like you had that opportunity then through the incubator to, as we say in this startup world, as a lean startup model here with a minimum viable product, it sounds like you managed to get this right. Did the customer acquisition, kind of find out where your market was? And, and with that, so our listeners can understand here completely, let's say they're looking for a golf tournament. Take us through the journey of golftourney.com and how you create a, a frictionless experience and a more convenient experience for them to actually find a golf tournament in their area that they wouldn't normally know about if they wanted to play with themselves or a group of their friends.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So landing on golftraining.com is pretty straightforward. You sign up for a free profile and use our database. You can search by location within a given number of miles, the type of tournament, et cetera. So once they find us, once a golfer, an event coordinator, a vendor finds our platform, it's a really easy process. We've had 70-year-olds say that our website's one of the easiest that they've ever used which we take a lot of pride in. That said, before they find us, how do they find us? They find us through the majority of people, about 75% of our traffic comes from organic search engine clicks. And so they're coming from Google. Somebody searches in Google, find golf tournaments, and we're usually first or second in that search organically without being paid. And so the majority of the people land directly on event pages through Google and Bing and, and Yahoo and that sort of thing. And they're just doing general searches for golf tournaments in the area. Then once they find us, they sign up for an account and then they know, okay, I don't have to go to Google anymore. I can go to a website that has 20,000 plus golf tournaments on it. And I'm sure to have some in my area within the timeframe that I'm looking for. That's kind of our bread and butter, and and that's the original vision, was to be essentially the most holistic list of golf tournaments in the world. And while we are, we're the biggest by like 10 times. There's other websites out there that have a couple thousand on there. We've had twelve thousand just in 2017, and we're still growing. Every day we we add more, and it's exciting. And we don't take that for granted that we're the biggest, but we're a drop in the bucket. We have twenty thousand tournaments on our site. The United States alone hosts two hundred thousand to a million events. So we see that the sky's the limit, and we're not even close to being holistic. The biggest isn't necessarily the end game, right? It's definitely not the end game. I want to be holistic.
1: I'm looking at your website right now, and I do see you've got over 21,000 golf tournaments listed right now. And I was doing, a speaking of searches, I was doing a search earlier to try to find out how many golf tournaments in the U.S. are held every year. And I couldn't come up with the number. You just blew my mind there. Yeah. So what was, what was that number again? How many golf tournaments are held uh, every single year?
0: So including charity golf tournaments, outings put on by businesses tournaments put on my golf courses, tournaments put on through high school golf and junior golf and that sort of thing. It's widely known within the golf industry that there's about a million of those that happen every year.
1: Okay, so I'm... Uh, Wow. So so it's
0: pretty insane. That's just the United States. The United States is... In the majority holder in the amount of golf courses that there are, the United States has fourteen to 15,000 golf courses. And in the world, there's about 33,000. So we house close to 50% of all of the courses and thus the majority of the golf events. But that million number is United States-based and we're global. So we have tournaments actually all over the world.
1: Right. So I know these are global that you have here with the 21,000. All of the bulk of them, of course, are in the US. So if my math in my head serves me right, that's 20,000 divided into a million that's what well if a hundred thousand then would be ten percent so basically you're looking at basically two percent two percent of the market that you are connected with right now which is still a good piece of a pie for building a business around so you guys really are just scratching the surface here of, of how you can connect golf tournaments with people that want to play in them it must be really exciting for you seeing what the potential of this is
0: Exactly. I mean, we didn't realize it was as big as it is. In Iowa, for example, Iowa is one of those frostbite states. So you have a shorter season. You have maybe four or five good months of golf weather. Uh, The rest seems like snow or rain. And the top websites in most states are the golf association websites so like iowa golf association texas golf association the bigger states like texas florida california they have it broken up into regions because they're much bigger states more golf etc but iowa golf association is one of those that has about three or four hundred tournaments listed on it a year and but after researching we found that there was over five thousand in just iowa and that's this little state that has just four to five months of good golf season. So that really blew our minds. We didn't realize it was such a big market. We knew that locally, individually, and selfishly, we wanted to know that the tournaments were in Northeast Iowa because those are the tournaments we wanted to play in. But we knew that this was something that was kind of like there was more of us out there. As it turns out, there's over 18 million golfers that play eight or more rounds of golf a year. So these are the players the National Golf Foundation calls the core golfer, and they're kind of like the people that are playing in these golf tournaments they might play in a couple of these a few of these a year charity tournament here and there an outing here and there so there's millions of golfers a million or close to it in golf tournaments and we see that as a huge opportunity in a very disseminated industry
1: gotcha so i gotta ask you a question as if i'm a potential investor here so how the heck do you guys make money what's your business and revenue model here
0: so we charge golf events to put their tournaments on our site the price is fairly cheap to do that. It's very cost-effective. And essentially, you pay us to put the tournament on the site, and that will generate traffic as we get 100,000-plus users on the site each year trying to browse and find tournaments in the area. We have 16,000 members on the site. And so they pay us to put the tournaments on to get in front of those golfers. So just to be on the site isn't just where we stop, though, because we believe golf events can all fill, Because and the majority of them don't. I think the average golf tournament, they say, has between 70 and 90 golfers, and they could get 144, a typical 18-hole tournament. And so the total number is not being hit and we don't believe that that is a reflection on the lack of desire. We think it's a lack of awareness, and so we supplement the posting on our site with Google and Facebook advertisements for premium-paying golf tournaments, and we target those events on Google and Facebook ads. That's supplemented with our organic traffic. We're trying to just get in front of as many golfers where they live as possible to bring them to the event pages that are listed on our site, so we're pulling from a lot of different places, and that's their primary source of income right now. We do have three or four other revenue streams if you'd like to hear about that. But that's our primary source.
1: Yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay. Yeah, I always like to hear about uh, multiple streams of revenue and recurring revenue here is having conversations in the uh, entrepreneurial and startup space. So, so yeah, tell us about but other ways either now that you guys are able to uh, generate more revenue either by scaling up or in more diverse ways.
0: So over the years we've been approached by just in probably two, three, four hundred vendors, people that support these golf events across the world. And they say, hey, you guys look like you know what you're doing with the golf event industry. You have a huge database of tournaments. Hey, I wanna partner with you guys. And so there's this struggle that we found in that we're not their customer. So I don't know if this customer is or this vendor is producing the best quality product for golf events and gifts and stuff like that. And so I have this database, but I'm not your customer. And so for me to partner with one product vendor and I don't even know what they do in the industry exactly compared to their competitors And I don't have time to look into theirs, I'm so focused on building what we're doing here, that I didn't really wanna partner with a bunch of vendors and do like revenue share and that sort of thing. And so this year we launched a platform called the Vendor Marketplace. It's a central location that event coordinators can use it kind of as a shopping ground to find the vendors that can support their tournament. And so we'll market this to our 20,000 event coordinators on a monthly basis. They're listed prominently on our Find Event Vendors page. And this marketplace Is growing and they're paying us monthly to be on there they can cancel any time we're adding features to where they're going to be able to directly contact a certain number of events per month and we'll be able to charge more for that to be able to use our site like a lead engine essentially and that's kind of what they want at the end of the day anyway they want access to the event coordinators but we don't want the event coordinators being inundated and spammed (laughs) We need to lock it down and make it so it's a benefit to both the vendor and the event coordinator and that they're getting contacted by a select few of these vendors that can support and that they're needed to run a great golf tournament that people want to play in year after year. So vendors are an absolute need in this industry, but we can't have them being spammed because of golf tourney and they're because they're listed on our site. Sure, you're getting these golfers that are interested in playing in your tournament and sponsors. But the vendors are, I'm getting 15 contacts a week from the people that are on your site. And so we needed to figure out a way to lock that down. And so within the next couple months, we're launching that platform to be able to allow vendors to contact tournaments. We do make a small amount of money off golfers when they register. It's kind of like a mini version of Ticketmaster. They can register directly on our site and we take a very nominal, I think right now we're taking a dollar per registration. And so it could be a thousand dollar registration and we're taking one dollar so the golfer pays 1,001. So it's very nominal. Soon we're going to be launching features so that golf courses can market themselves. Every golf tournament happens at a golf course. And so these golf courses want these event coordinators to host at their course. And so we're building this platform kind of like the vendor marketplace, but for golf courses so that the golf courses can contact these events that happened in previous years near their area and say, hey, host at our course. We're the best one for you for next year. We have all these amenities, et etc." And so we'll be adding that feature to try to pair now the golf course with the events and not just the golf events with the golfers and the golf vendors with the golf events.
1: I want to get back to one of the interesting things you mentioned there a moment ago here, and you talked about partnerships. I do realize, and I know you do also, that to move your business forward and to really scale and grow it, you can't just do that alone. You need to build these meaningful and strategic partnerships along the way. I know you've got a few of those that you've mentioned in a previous conversation. Can you tell us some of those partnerships that you have already built?
0: Yeah, we have some great industry partners and some great clients as well. And so I think I'll get into the client base, uh, one that we're especially proud of a little later. But from a business-to-business perspective, we're an affiliate of Golf Now, an affiliate of Booking.com golfballs.com is a national advertiser on our platform. Golf Week, we just signed a deal with them where we're going to allow our golfers that are members of our site to have access to their digital platform for a year uh, at no cost just for being a member of golftourney.com. So that will be launching within the next few weeks and we're really excited about it. And so we're getting a lot of communication with a lot of the industry experts in the various aspects of this industry. And the larger we grow, the more these doors open. And these ones are really exciting. There's a few others, but these ones are the ones that we're really excited about. So I'm
1: curious to know how that works. I've realized with Golf Now, they're not a competitor of yours. I can see the synergy there already. The fact of people, they go on to Golf Now to book a round of golf, either for themselves or for a group. So your partnership with Golf Now, how does that alert them if they're looking for a tournament rather than just around a round of golf on a Sunday afternoon? How would, let's say if I was on Golf Now looking for a tournament, how would that work? How would I be directed to golftournee.com?
0: Actually, it's right now it's a one-sided partnership in that we send them golfers to make tee times and then we get rev share from that.
1: Got it. Okay, I understand now. Okay.
0: We'd love to be it the other way around. So if a Golf Now person is listening, I'd be happy to talk to you about that. Shameless pitch there. But yeah, so that's the nature of that deal at this moment.
1: Now, I noticed on your website here, you have, yeah, the majority of your tournaments offered are in the States, but you have some in Canada, up here, even in my backyard in Vancouver, I just noticed, but you also have them across the world here. Are you finding that the tournament hosts themselves are actually finding you organically through search now to connect with you, so rather than you out there advertising, how does that work also as you uh, scale this globally?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So we are a lean startup. Our, our model actually supports, and I'll explain what I mean in a second, but my, our model really supports this inertia snowball effect. But yeah, so the majority of them find us organically on Google. They're you know looking a couple months before their tournament, and they say, hey, I need more golfers. Find more golfers or get more golfers for my tournament on Google or Bing. And so that's how the majority of those event coordinators are finding us. Uh, we, again, have a pretty big database, about 20,000 event coordinators that we email to on a monthly, bi-monthly basis. We don't hit them very hard. But that's kind of the nature of how they find us now. The way that our advertising aspect works with how we promote golf tournaments that are premium, so like in a tournament that is like our platinum level, we will build a Google and Facebook ad for that tournament. It's kind of a mutually beneficial relationship between us and the golf event in that not only are we shining a light on that golf tournament, but we're also shining a light on golftourney.com. So we advertise it out to the public. They click a link and it brings them back to the event page on golf tourney. So the very likelihood is that that person will not just stop there. They'll click to a different page and then look at another tournament or another tournament after that. And so we find that it's this mutually beneficial thing. So we're we're not out there to charge an obscene amount of money to promote these tournaments. And so all of our event coordinators that we talk to, they're like, wow, it's only that much. And so it's pretty awesome to hear that. We're getting a benefit. They're getting a benefit. And we're trying to grow this game. We're trying to help the golf event industry, trying to drive awareness. And we're not trying to do that by digging into charities pockets or anything like that. We're trying to do it the most cost effective way and one of the most effective ways to cross promote ourselves.
1: So Eric, you touched on an interesting point there about the charitable aspect here of golf tournaments. And the majority of golf tournaments do have that charitable component, which is such a fantastic platform that golf can support. Now, I understand that one of your top customers is the American Cancer Society, which has been partnering with you for over three years now. So can you tell us a bit about the relationship that you have with them?
0: Thanks for bringing that up. American Cancer Society is an awesome organization that we're just really proud to be able to work with, not only from a business perspective, but also a personal perspective. Golf Tourney was always founded to be this like promoter of golf tournaments and growing the golf industry. That was in our original business plan, but also being philanthropic with our efforts is really important too. I've had a lot of cancer specifically hit my family and friends. And so over the years, it's had a huge impact on my life in a negative way. And so the fact that we were able to partner with American Cancer Society has fulfilled a lot of dreams that I've had uh, to now and it it continues to every day as we grow our relationship and so we do with the American Cancer Society we started in 2014 I believe was our first year they have 50 to 75 distinguished golf tournaments a year the American Cancer Society as a whole puts on more tournaments but we focus on their premium events raising millions of dollars every year to help cure cancer And so over the years, we've helped over 200 of their events. 2014 is about 50. And it's been about 75 every year after that. And so we'll promote them on our site. We promote them on Google and Facebook and getting millions of impressions for them on Google and Facebook among our site clicks and things like that. And so we're really just trying to drive awareness of the American Cancer Society, its brand in the golf industry, and then its impact and trying to drive more people to play in these tournaments to in turn cure cancer. And so that's definitely uh, something that we are super excited about, and they keep continuing to come to us with these great ideas for the next year, next year, and so they're coming to us with that sort of thing. It's just awesome to see that we're not pushing for this. We find it both mutually beneficial, and it's
1: just, it's been great. That's such a fantastic story. Thank you for sharing that with us. And it sounds like with GolfTurning.com, sure enough, you are a business here, but it sounds like you're really finding your purpose here through your passion and having that philanthropic opportunity here to give back is part of your purpose and part of your why. I can hear that in your voice here. Sounds like this wonderful relationship you have with the American Cancer Society that you now have many opportunities presenting themselves to get involved with other charitable foundations too as you go. Wanted to get back to the storytelling aspect here because you just told a great story there. Now, with the Mod Golf podcast, we are here to grow the game and tell those stories of the future of, of golf and how groups like yourself are helping facilitate that. Could you share some stories from your actual users of whether anecdotal or if you have actual data on it that how you're helping grow the game even from the number of rounds played a year maybe even getting back to that original pain that you were solving with you and your brothers there then having a golf tournament to go to rather than not playing golf at all. So do you have any stories that you can share that people have circled back and thank you for creating golftourney.com to allow them to play in more tournaments than they would have if you guys didn't exist?
0: You know, we get stories and we hear from different people and they say, hey, this is awesome. I can't believe this is out there. I've been looking for something like this for years. Ironically enough, one of my partners was starting an idea like this when we went national the same year he had founded an LLC. He was like, dang it, this is exactly what I wanted to do. And so that's one of the things that's like, okay, we know it's needed. We know it's wanted. We know it's enjoyed. But my favorite thing is seeing when somebody signs up for an account on our site and they refer a friend. Right. And so we're seeing, especially... This year, more than any other year, and that has a lot of impact. You know, in, in the digital world, sometimes it's hard to connect with people. We're all across the world doing different things at different times, and so it's hard to connect with all of these great people, all these golfers, and people in this industry. And so, one of the coolest ways that I get to see it is oh, they, this person found us through a friend. You know, we're seeing more friend referrals than we've ever seen in 2017, and it's just continues. It's like this awesome inertia. And to me, that's like one of the best stories. I liked it enough as I looked at it to then tell my friends about it. And then I continue and we see people coming back uh, month after month to try to find tournaments in their area. And it's an awesome story, even without having the full conversation with all these great golfers that are on our site.
1: This is interesting. So it sounds like you are starting to build a social network, even though that's not one of the core things that you want to accomplish here. I know with other products and experiences that are out there that we've had on the show also as podcast episodes, is Golf Match, for example, where with them they are really trying to create this Facebook-like social experience there while booking golf outings. But it sounds like you are really focused and understand what your product is and what the fit is, but just out of the connections that you're making with people that you are getting a social component component that you are developing here too from it.
0: Yeah, we're actually seeing more interaction happen on the site than ever as well. It's not something that we didn't plan for. It's something that we were hoping would happen. But with, let's say you have 400 golfers. In 2013, we had about 400 members on the site. And there's not a lot of chatter going on between those 400 people across the country. Now that we have 16,000 plus, they're starting to try to find each other. They're searching by location and saying, hey, I like these types of tournaments. And they're finding each other and messaging each other and contacting each other. And so as we continue to grow, we're going to always have that door open. We have a beautiful platform, beautiful social network aspect to our site. Our app just launched in July and so it's getting downloaded and picked up and people are going to start using that for social networking here in the near future. It is an aspect, but it's not the prime aspect. Golf Match is something I'm familiar with. They're an awesome app platform. They do their own thing where you're trying to not only book events, but you're also trying to do tee times as well. Right. And so I think it's a great niche and everything. And I think that if I could, as we continue to progress and build this thing, it would be awesome for a twosome to say, hey, let's find a twosome on golftourney.com. And they go on here and you could do that now. So I'm not saying it's not possible right now to do that. We definitely say it's out there and they're ready to go, but we want to see it start to build and build and build where they're trying to find another one or two or three players to play with them in the tournament coming up. their area this weekend or in two months or whatever. So it's definitely an aspect and it's definitely open and free to use. And so we're really excited about that. And it's really awesome to start seeing chatter happening on our platform.
1: Yeah. And that user generated content in those conversations that it's not you facilitating those people are then pushing com forward for you because they're having those conversations. That's that place you want to be. And it sounds like you're starting to get into that nice place of product adoption, which is where you want to be to get some traction here so to remind our listeners here also not to be fooled by the name with golftourney.com that it is a desktop only way to book your next golf tournament outing but as you mentioned here just to reinforce this eric that of course you have a mobile app on ios and android now so people can download that which we encourage them to do i just did also myself so so there hey (laughs) if i can do it anybody anybody can so yeah with that before i let you go here just wanted to ask you one more thing i asked most of my guests here whether this pertains to what you're doing with golftourney.com or kind of your overall vision of where golf can be in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Just kind of interested to hear your take on your ideas of either where you see golf going or uh, maybe one place you'd love golf to go maybe in 20 years from now. It could be something crazy. What are your thoughts? Go for it.
0: Yeah, so that's awesome. I'm I'm a futuristic type of person, and so I always love to think through this type of thing and use stats and things to prove that. And it's really, we don't know where it's going. We want to all be part of the solution and driving this great game that we all know and love and hope that it continues to just flourish. The recession hit and Tiger Woods era of golf seems to be on a downward turn. And so that's scared some people away, I feel like, over the last five or six years. And it's it's taken a hit. And people in the industry, I'm seeing a lot of people start disrupting disrupting and being different, playing a game a little bit different. There's this company that makes a new type of golf hole. It's called Big Cup. The guy that actually invented Soft Spikes uh, invented this new golf hole that you can put on the hole to make it easier to play and make a tournament play faster. All right. You're hearing a lot of stuff like that come out to where they're changing the game to make it faster, more fun. Top Golf is an awesome example of that, bringing people that may or may not golf to a place that is just socially, just it's an awesome environment. And so I think that you're going to see over the next 10 years the game get more fun and the rules start to change a little bit with the USGA and making the game just more fun move more quickly and people just are so inundated with notifications and things and so I think that you're going to start seeing augmented reality and things come into play they're not going to people aren't going to put down their phones and so a mesh a clean mesh I guess of technology within the golf industry I think is on its way and it's already started you know you're seeing that with the things that we're doing golf match and top golf and that sort of thing but I think you're going to start seeing it more integrated over the next 10 years than ever. Whereas before it was really like, this is we an anti-technology stick to the game as it is. And there will be always traditionalists. And I think they have their great place in the game, but I don't know that that's going to bring forth the millennials and the generations after them. I think that they're going to be needing that technology to be in their pocket, in their hand most times. And so as we continue to progress, I think that, that you'll see technology play a big role in the golf industry, but I think golf's going to, continue to flourish as we see that you got to change with the times and you got to be what people want at the time so we're happy to play a role in whatever that is with golf tourney and whatever else we end up doing in the golf industry so that's what we're trying to do right now
1: that's a great answer thanks for that eric and it's interesting some of the things you talk about there we've had conversations about virtual reality and augmented reality on previous episodes and we're going to be featuring that specifically on an upcoming episodes because that's something i'm very passionate about where i come from in the architectural and visualization world and animation. Side of things that virtual reality in all walks of life is going to be changing things dramatically over the next decade or, or even yeah. sooner. Yeah, so I also am very excited to see where augmented reality and virtual reality are going to go as they're overlaid in the golf experience in the future, both for players, even at the recreational level, and also for fans viewing both live and also broadcast. They're just getting started to where that's going to be going, so that's exciting stuff. So with that, Eric, I'm going, to, I'm going to leave it there. This has been a fantastic conversation. So thanks for your time today. So Eric Crawford, founder of Golftourney.com. Thanks so much for being on the Mod Golf podcast today.
0: Thank you for having me, Colin. It was a pleasure.
1: I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Golftourney.com founder and CEO, Eric Crawford. As an entrepreneur, Eric has passed the first test in creating a successful startup. With Golftourney.com, he has created an elegant solution that people, businesses, and charities truly want, which addresses a market gap and pain point. The exciting news for Eric is that he's only captured the tip of the iceberg by currently listing 2% of the massive total accessible market in the U.S. golf tournament space. Crossing the product adoption chasm to reach the lucrative early majority is not easy, but Eric has the potential to scale up golftourning.com and become an industry influencer. I look forward to getting a future update to see their growth and traction. To learn more, go to our website modgolf.fireside.fm where you'll find links to the topics and content we covered in this episode. I'm your host, Colin Weston. You can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ModGolfPodcast. Please join me next week when I'll have more stories from the innovators and influencers creating the future of golf. Bye for now.